This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this live on a Monday night after the Kings get another impressive win. All of a sudden, they won three in a row, and they did it tonight in the return of De'Aaron Fox, who came out swinging. Mm. He returned after about two weeks from that ankle injury. Yeah, about that. (laughs) And he came out, dropped 28 points to lead the way for the Sacramento Kings, and they put up 132 points in a 132-120 win over the Cleveland Cavs. And that's not all. It was Fox with 28. It was Keegan Murray dropping 25. Mm. Kevin Herter dropped 14 in the third. He had 20 overall. And Sabonis, of course, was close to a triple-double in this game. He had 23 points, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. Each and every one of our night chats presented by our friends for Northwest Exteriors and NorthwestExteriors.com. I'm Deuce. That's Mo. How you doing, Mo? Fantastic. I love, I love great basketball on a Monday night. It just fills my soul on so many different levels. And I feel like how I'm feeling right now is exactly how Mike Brown feels. Exactly, not exactly, but like close to it. Like he definitely is 400 wins. He's on a different level. He got the crown. We'll go over all that. But truly, it's like you could tell when he was talking about it afterward though, just how much fun he was having watching good basketball being played by his guys that he coaches. This was Sacramento Kings basketball tonight. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, oh, yeah, I remember this This team used to be able to hit 23-pointers in a game, and they were 20 of 42 from downtown. The three-point shot was falling. Kevin Herter knocking mm. down threes. He hit six of nine tonight. Keegan hit five of eight. Sasha comes in, knocks in three of five. Monk with three of five from downtown. So that was fantastic to see. I think the first thing we start with is De'Aaron Fox. Let's do it. Returning. And what a difference it makes. Morgan, De'Aaron Fox was on a roll before the injury. Yeah. After two weeks off, I'm going, okay, well, we'll see what it looks like when he returns. No whether minute it was today restriction. Or Wednesday. He had no minute restrictions tonight. Uh-huh. Ended up playing just under 36 minutes in this game. And it started from the opening tip. Stole that tip. Took it strong. Like, literally drove, bumped in the garland. Mm-hmm. He missed the shot at the rim. Got the rebound back with Allen right there. Put it back up and in. And it's the biggest difference in his game, in my opinion, is just his physicality. Yes. And we always talk about it on defense for sure because he's definitely taken a step in that area, but it's offensively. If anyone has been watching De'Aaron Fox for years, so much of his game early in his career is built on just speed, trying to get by guys. Now he is being 
ultra physical. He's being so fit. And you talk about, yeah, like we can talk about the defensive end and his physicality there because that's, that's also taken a leap. But when you look at the offensive end, I mean, just looking at some of my notes when he was going into Garland, for example, and he was trying to body him up and position him uh, deep in the paint. And I think he ended up getting either an and one or ended up drawing the foul or whatever it was. But it was his, his purpose of going at Garland wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to initiate contact and hope that the officials call the foul for me, and here I go. Like, you'll see that around the league. It was with a purpose. It was, I'm going to be the stronger one here, but I'm also going to cause him to do something he does not want to do. That is what De'Aaron Fox's physicality is doing on the offensive end right now, and it is absolutely fantastic. And I feel like it's setting a tone for the rest of the squad. Morgan. In the fourth quarter of this game, it was pretty much decided, although Cleveland kept battling to, to make it close. I wrote down a play in the fourth quarter where he took it. It was 120 to 108, 530 to go. So it's still kind of in reach. You need a bucket. Fox takes it strong on Evan Mobley, like right at Evan Mobley, a guy who obviously can protect the rim, <laughs> yeah. averaging two blocks a game. He took it right to him, created enough space and finished at the rim. It's, he- it's just... He is turning into an elite player before our eyes. Yes, and we already kind of, we saw it last year, and it's really for us, I think for everyone, especially around the NBA, it was, you've seen players do that at times, and you go, hmm, is this just a good year for them? Was that a fluke year? Can they continue? I think Julius Randle is one of the perfect examples of that when he had that fantastic shooting year and then it just dropped and it hasn't really come back. And I think with someone like De'Aaron Fox, last year was the first elite year and they're like, okay, well, can he do it again? He's already showing. It doesn't matter if it's the start of a year averaging 30 points a game or after an ankle injury early in the year, coming back, first game back, dropping 28 points or whatever it was and looking like he really did not skip a beat what jumped out to you from his defense in this game because i i feel like we you know obviously we haven't seen him for a while it's been five games been a couple of weeks but i felt like defensively he get he again brought it yeah i i just i in some of my notes i just talked about i just love the way he's playing physical and i think when he's playing physical he's also Staying in front of someone. He's never playing too physical where he's having to recover and he's quick enough to recover. It's He's not putting himself in that situation. He is staying in front. He's moving laterally. It doesn't matter if he stands up a little bit because he's going to sit right back down, body you up, use his chest. He's not using his hands. And I think that, that little detail, that change alone has helped him in so many different ways. And then you can talk about the way that he navigates screens and it's just fantastic. Sometimes there's not even someone that's going to touch him. And if they do touch him and uh, try and slow him down, he's quick enough to recover in those situations. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. He's always had it within. Yes. And now... His body has matured to a point. He's worked on his craft, and he's got a coach that really challenges him to be like, hey, if you're going to be one of the elite players in the game, Mike Brown today said, I, of course, think he'd be an MVP mm-hmm. in this league. If you're going to get to that level, you have to raise everything. 
everything. Another level and do it every night. And that's, it's a lot to ask. And I think that's another thing that's impressed me so much with his start this year is just the fact that he's playing with that physicality on both ends and he's still getting close to 30 points a night every night. That's hard to do. He's more confident than ever with his three-point shot. It just looks better than ever. Mm. I think tonight he ended up two of six from downtown, but he ends up 28 points on 11 of 20 shooting in his first game back. Uh, yeah, and, and you talk about doing everything right and at an elite level. It's not just what he's doing as an individual. I, I wrote down another play of him in the two-man game with even Alex Len, making Alex Len look good, and um, he threw it up for him to for for a dunk and then that was to start the second quarter that's what it was it was the start of the second quarter and it was just again another way to set that tone and that energy to start a quarter off the right way and getting your big men involved like it means something to them you know you want to make sure like as a big man you're not just setting a screen and doing the little things that's your job rebounding tipping it out it's like you want to be involved and when you get those moments it just gets that much better Alex Len ended up leaving the game obviously when he got yeah. hit in the leg um but De'Aaron Fox with his little bit of time in there with him you know just making him look good and and that's what De'Aaron's doing with a lot of teammates right now is just elevating their games as well he makes life so much easier offensively I saw Jason Ross put this stat out the Kings offense with De'Aaron Fox this year is averaging 127 points a game without him 102 <laughs> And I know yeah. some of that might be misleading. Guys were not shooting well. Sure. Herter and Keegan seem like they've come out of the funk the last couple of games. But you just reach another level with his ability to push and how much attention he's going to draw. Yeah, Sabonis and Fox just draw a ton of attention out there. And, and you just see it on display, especially when the Kings are able to move the ball like they did tonight. And then when the shots start falling, oh, wow. I, I don't know what teams are supposed to do against Sacramento. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things that we saw early on, and you and I were sitting on the court watching a lot of these guys um, that warm up, before the game, it's they'll break down the actions that they want to run throughout the game, and they'll just do a part of it within drills. And, you know, you've seen, like, King's Film Room breaking down this same action that they're running a lot with Kevin Herter right now. And it's, you know, it was with Keon Ellis initiating the offense, but right now, tonight, it was De'Aaron Fox initiating the offense. And at first, when I started seeing De'Aaron get into it, I was like, ooh, it seems a little slower than what it was with Keon. You know, is he just getting back into it? It took, like, two offensive possessions, and then it was, like, boom, done. It He didn't skip You a mean beat. when he, he gets it to Sabonis and sets a screen yeah. for Herter to yeah. Come around. Yep. And then Herter either curls around uh, Sabonis really hard for like a DHO or he'll curl around like using it as a screen and then Sabonis will lead him with the pass. But either way, it's just like you're you're seeing De'Aaron be thrown these different things at him and he hasn't even been playing and it just it looked seamless like it was just that next man up and you would expect that from him for sure. But at the same time, when you're not playing those NBA minutes because you're sitting out due to an injury you do sometimes expect like, okay, are they going to have that same flow? And they had it. You know, th there's always ups and downs during an NBA season. Like the Kings are going to have another stretch this year where you're, God, what is going on with them? I think it's always triggering at the start of a season and for sure. any team. It doesn't sure. matter. So when you come out of the gates and it's like, wait, the offense has scored 120 points a game last year is struggling at times to get a hundred or mm. 
Hey, what's going on with the shooting? Herter can't make a shot. Keegan can't make a shot. Was that a fluke last year? It sucks when it happens in the beginning of the sure. year. Sure. If it happens in the middle of the season, you go, oh, it's they just a rough stretch. Yeah. But you start questioning things. And I, I mean, people were starting to freak out a little bit about Herter, about Keegan, even about the Kings offense a little bit. I, don't, I just, you, you see, hey, Sasha, another guy people were freaking out about Sasha. This guy, he can't even play in the NBA. It takes time to integrate things. And it's clear that the Kings have shown that they could be a better defensive team this yeah. year. And now guys are starting to make shots and it looks pretty good. And you talk about people freaking out too, but I also, I also feel like, I mean, you and I have been to almost every single practice except like three for me. And, and like, we've heard every single little thing. And at times with Mike Brown, especially in the preseason, it seemed like, well, he wasn't afraid to make some changes. We saw this last year. Casey Okpala started the season. And then Keegan, four games in, then came in and gotten that starting unit. You know, like, he's not afraid to try different things. And I think when we saw what we were seeing with Kevin Herter and then hearing that Mike Brown was willing to make that change, whether it was lighting a fire under his ass or it was really like, um, we're going to have to change this up if you can't play defense and you're not shooting well. Whatever has happened, things have kind of come together. But as things come together, we're learning more and more new things about this rotation and the guys that could be playing. Mike Brown did say after the game, too, he goes, yeah, people here were, were panicking a little bit during that stretch. Yeah. Oh, I mean, during a three. And, and, and Mike Brown's like, it's a three game losing skid. Right. Like, it's going to happen again. Yeah. If, if you think this is hard, what's going to happen like later? Like this is nothing. Yeah. Let's get through it now. And they've, they've responded in a nice way. They did. For them to kind of tread water after losing Fox and having those two shit games against Houston, it looked pretty good. And the response is what I think a lot of people should care about, right? Yes. We, we've yes. Talk, like it was very disappointing when you didn't see that response in that second Houston game. And I, I think what we saw last year was so such a, a team that was so consistent with how they would respond the next game if they didn't have it that first game. And when we saw two games in a row against Houston that were just pure shit games, it was, I, I could see why it was a little scary and out of character for this team. But yeah, this response that we have seen in these last three games, just getting better, better, and better. I'm loving it. We're getting back to the Kings that we saw last season. With some improvements, too. Mike Brown said yes. before the game, a couple of interesting notes that Jordy Fernandez, his associate head coach, gave him. The Kings last year, their pick-and-roll defense was ranked 29th in the NBA. Coming into the game tonight, 10th. Ooh. They really want to get uh, better in that area. Love it. Um, last year... They were 19th in the NBA with the most threes allowed in the court with, with threes allowed in the corner. Yeah. The night, ranked 19th. This year they're ranked 7th. Wow. So there's improvement in those areas Small, that they were really focused smaller on. Sample size, but yeah, yeah. But it's what we have. Yeah. And it's looked better. You see it. It's just I think Sabonis, we talked about this last year for stretches. I think Sabonis gets a really bad rap defensively. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy works totally his does. ass off. And even tonight. I made a note of his verticality, and that's something he's been really good at the last few games. And on tough drives in transition, it was Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell in transition is really tough. Sabonis went straight up vertical on him, and Mitchell missed the shot. And that doesn't count as a block shot. 
No. But that's why these teams will keep track of verticalities because that matters just as much. In fact, this coach, well, at least Mike Brown, he thinks block shots are overrated. And I was just about to talk about that because, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just say, yeah, I agree, block shots are overrated. But I completely understand where he's going with that because if you're not, if you're blocking a shot and then you're blocking it back to the same team, it's like, okay, or it's going to be yeah. on a, it's going to be on the stat line as a block shot, but other team, you know, the same team's getting back, whatever. But either way though, when you look at the Kings, it's like, if you're staying vertical, this is, I feel like this is his point. If you're staying vertical and contesting a shot and um, obviously getting a stop on the defensive end, I don't give a shit if it's on the stats yeah. as a block shot. Exactly. Like it's a stop. Yeah, so I get what he means yeah. by that. Obviously, Sabonis is not some elite shot blocker, although he's been blocking some shots this year too. And he's not because he's not long. He's like a, a guy like a 6'11 wingspan. That's not very long for a guy who's 6'11. T-Rex. You know, so, some of these guys, but it's not, it's hard to say a 6'11 wingspan is T-Rex, but I'm he's kidding. just not a long dude at right. all. So he's not going to block shots. So you have to be vertical. Um, and I just, you know what? Mike Brown, congrats, win number 400 today. But something I want to hit on, too, there's so many, like, angles from this game tonight. One of my favorite moments. What? Malik Monk, late in the game. Ugh. Takes what he thought was a charge. Yes. Bickerstaff ends up challenging it. They overturn it. But what? here's what I love about it. He takes a charge. Mike Brown's been challenging him to do that more. He's on the ground, points at Mike Brown like, yeah. And Mike Brown is on the sideline losing his shit pumped up. And I, I that moment, and there's another moment too where I think Keegan, um, I think Keegan hit a three or something. He was all fired up. And I'm like, Mike has such a strong connection with these guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been through some shit the last couple of games, yep. you know, but before w- winning three in a row. And I, I feel like they all have this sense of relief. Like, Oh, we're having fun again. Like this, this is how we're supposed Joy. to play. Yes. And don't let like made shots or missed shots dictate that. Keep playing and you're going to give yourself a chance. And you saw that energy fall through, just like you're saying, like with the way that they weren't allowing missed shots to dictate the next play and what they were going to do next. And going back to that moment that you're talking about with Malik Monk taking that charge, what I love is that it was overturned, right? Ended up being a foul on Malik Monk and everything. In the post-game uh uh, pressers with De'Aaron Keegan and Mike Brown. They are all asked about that moment and they were just, you could just hear the pride in how they were like, Oh, we don't even care that it got overturned. Malik Monk put his body on the line. He sacrificed his body. And that is what everyone wanted to see. And then Mike Brown talked about how like we've been wanting to see that with Malik and Kevin. That's, I just want to see with those guys. I want to see them sacrifice their body. I want to see them take a charge and Malik did it. And it, it just it brought him so much joy as a coach and someone who loves basketball. Let's talk about Sabonis for a second. We were just talking about his defense, but tonight he finished with close to a triple-double. 23 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. He almost had his last one, but I think Keegan kind of got in the way and it went out of bounds, so he lost the Ugh. chance at a triple-double. He kinda, I saw him kind of give Keegan some shit for that. But Sabonis came out tonight aggressive and against this front line with Allen and Mobley they've got some good length obviously they're bigger dudes Mobley's not like he doesn't have much girth but he's athletic move with guys Sabonis didn't give a shit Sabonis was taking it to him inside he was patient he had like one rush shot inside that and he missed it but other than that he was getting so much attention around the paint he took his time he finished strong 
I love what I saw from Sabonis tonight. I'm with you. I, I thought... And he I, came out aggressive. Well, and that was it. I think I texted you right in the beginning of the game. I was like, oh my God, he's just coming out strong tonight. And... You want to talk about how that energy is contagious and it bleeds to the rest of the team by setting the stump, by setting the tone and being a leader by showing it too. you know, not just being a vocal leader out there and him doing that, being efficient, um, but going into guys when you're a big of a squat and you go into guys, there's something that like that you can take from that as a teammate where you just you just that strength bleeds into everyone right like everyone feels and it's like all right well we're gonna take that on we're gonna do that as well and then you go in Sabonis in the two-man game again with Kevin Herter we'll get to Kevin Herter but his ability to move without the basketball lately he is understanding it at a very high level and it is just helping Domas make his game even better as well yeah tonight felt like the most free-flowing game of the season for them it, if anything, kind of reminded you of the Utah game, except this was a much better opponent, oh, yeah. right? Cleveland's yeah. a good, because opening night felt pretty good, too. You're like, man, this team looks like they're locked in, ready to go. They're missing some shots, but it was flowing well. Tonight, when the shots are falling, it always looks great. You know, you watch, you're, oh, my God. But uh, there's just, there are many good defensive moments tonight, mm-hmm. whether it's from Sabonis, Fox. I mean, Fox had a deflection on... Levert forces a turnover, then fires a laser to Sasha in transition because they weren't paying attention to Sasha. They're focused on De'Aaron, who, again, draws so much attention. Mm-hmm. Again, early offense. I love the early offense. He fires a bullet to Sasha with the finish. And then how about later on, just off the miss shot, Keegan gets the ball, gets it quickly to Fox, who sees Sasha sprinting down to the corner, yeah. fires it to Sasha, open three, bang, and... That early offense, it's getting stops, getting rebounds, pushing. Fox changes so much for them. Yeah, he absolutely does. But I I feel like there's something about him, too, that everyone is stepping up their game or elevating their game to a different level, too. Because, you know, just like as we're talking about Domas Sabonis and and the way he played in those Houston games compared to how he's played, like, the last two games, let's just yeah. say. Let's just compare those two to these two. It is like his body language is different. His, his uh, the way that he is going into guys is different. It's not like out of frustration. It's controlled and it's just pure strength. And then what he's doing um, in a lot of those two-man situations, a lot of them being Kevin Herter, he is just understanding where Kevin Herter wants the ball, is going to go. It, it The timing, the footwork, everything is just so precise and perfect. And with Kevin Herter, oh my God, that push dribble that he keeps doing, he's pushing it in front of him, you guys. Just watch out for it. It is the sexiest dribble I have ever seen. It, it's it, it, Sometimes it can split two defenders. Sometimes it just allows him to to get that extra step in front of these defenders. And every time, I, he's done it like the last two games more and more. And I am just, I'm so happy he's adding more and more to his offensive game. He had a step back three tonight. I know. This wasn't all created off dribble handoffs I when he got know. going in, in that third quarter. When he had 14 in the third, I mean, he's getting transition looks from three. 
and he looks beautiful basketball. He's all in rhythm. He looks so confident right now. And it's uh, even his missed shots look so different than his missed shots in those losses that we saw. Yeah, I, I hope the early season struggles for him was a good lesson. Like, hey, you're going to go through it. You can't yes. be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. He seems like a guy that gets super, when he's like struggling out there, missing shots, he gets really down and on himself. And like he hard. loses all confidence. And I get it. it. That's why sports, we talk so much. It, it's a mental game too. Dude. There, you have to think about that stuff. But I, I hope like that. this is a good lesson. Like, hey, stay locked in on the other things your shot's going to come. You've been doing this for too long. You've been like a 40% three-point shooter in your career. That's going to come. Just do the other things. And all of a sudden, it's amazing what it looks like when he's getting deflections defensively, Which we handling saw the ball on. a little bit, like you yep. said, in the two-man game. He's just moving. It, it looks beautiful out there. And then the shot, the shot drops, and you're like, yeah, this is why you love Kevin Herter on this team. It is not easy to move the way that he is moving on the offensive end. And I would never compare this and sound scary for anyone out there, but like, I'm just saying someone that moves a lot without the basketball, obviously is Steph Curry. He is like that soccer stamina. And if you are a basketball player that is told that you need to, you know, get yourself open or find different ways to move without the basketball, you should be mirroring your game after him. You might never have his shot. You might never have his exact style of play. But, man, if you can move like him and find a way to just shimmy through things, stop, pop, make sure you're running, just tiring out your defender. The next guy we need to talk about, Morgan. And yeah. we can circle back to all this shit, too. We're just Oh, yeah, we're flowing. Right Go. Keegan Murray. Mm. Both ends. Both ends. Both ends of the floor. I, I I may sound like I'm repeating myself, but this is worth going back to. What? Last year, Keegan Murray was being targeted defensively. Oh, yeah. Last year, he was getting pulled from games because of defensive miscues, not rotating from the weak side or not being physical enough or falling asleep, just not locked in sometimes. This year, Mike Brown's going... Go guard Steph Curry. Go guard Fred Van Vliet. Go guard Jalen Williams. And then tonight, go guard Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell coming in this game, averaging 30 a game, shooting red hot. And Keegan Murray did his thing. Keegan Murray's ability to stay in front of Donovan Mitchell, to contest without fouling. I I am floored by the growth he has made defensively. And... we talked about this with Mike Brown a couple of weeks ago, but it's so true. His work this offseason with De'Aaron Fox, those guys just playing one-on-one all the mm. time, he was forced to defend De'Aaron Fox. Those guys made each other better. How is that not going to make each other better, right? Like, De'Aaron Fox is forced to go up against size and length, and then Keegan is forced to defend one of the fastest guards in this league. Yeah, it's going to step up your game. And he wanted to step up his game. And you look at an, uh, t- at tonight with Donovan Mitchell, you and I were texting back and forth going, oh my God, this guy is so good. Donovan Mitchell is just so crafty. He's well, so quick. 6'3", 220. The guy's built. 
dude. Strong. He he can move. Fun to watch. He finished the game with 22 points. He ended four for nine uh, behind the three point arc. But But seven of 21 overall. Right. Seven of 21 overall for him. Right. And, And it wasn't, it's not even so much of what he was doing, like, with trying to create his own shot. It was Keegan Murray being able to disrupt Donovan Mitchell's entire game as the offensive initiator, as a shooter. Um, and it was that that is the person that you need to slow down. And Keegan Murray did his job for the most part. That yes. is just it's just not easy to do. And I was so impressed tonight watching it. And Maury, we it's not hey. Good job, Keegan. You did okay. You no. did okay. That's a mismatch. It's okay. It's like, no, Keegan Murray is go. You're watching him going, is this guy going to be a legit two-way threat yeah. in the NBA because of what he can do offensively, how his game is growing, but defensively with his size and his ability to defend smaller guys and explosive guards like that, stay in front of him, not get abused, not get in foul trouble, be able to contest, play physical, have active hands. There's a sequence in the third quarter tonight coming out of a timeout his active hands, he had, he deflected two two passes yeah. on one possession. Then he had the one where he stayed right in front of Donovan Mitchell, who was on the perimeter doing his dancing, trying to get a shot up. He missed the shot bad, and in transition, Herter hits a three. Mm. And it was all because Keegan Murray played fantastic defense on the perimeter against Donovan Mitchell. So if I'm a Kings fan and I'm watching Keegan Murray in year two take that type of jump defensively, you have to be pumped about it. So here we are talking tonight. Last year at this time, we're talking about, oh, this is so fun. They're winning games. It's exciting. Oh, my God. Sacramento's winning games? Yeah. yeah. This doesn't make sense. And we're talking about the explosive offense. The offense was a story tonight, but some of the things we're talking about is this physicality that Mike Brown wanted to see from his team. We're seeing it with Fox. We're seeing it with Keon Ellis, Sabonis, oh Keegan Murray. You know, like, guys are bringing it. And you're seeing legitimate defensive improvement. And I think that's really exciting. And you're seeing, too, when the importance of having a a good coach and a good coaching staff that can bring this out of players. Because I think sometimes you look around the league and you look at some of these superstar studded teams. Well, you can go to the Clippers, for example, who are a clusterfuck. And... <laughs> I mean, they just are right now. And I didn't know where you're going to go with that. I was like, yeah, they're really, they're really struggling. You go cluster fuck. Well, and they are in my bad. And, and my point to this is, is that it's, and there's nothing against Ty Lue because I think he is a really good coach. It's just hard to coach guys that aren't going to buy in that aren't going to, um, want to play a certain style and understand their role. And with this King squad, it's not like, Oh, they have a whole bunch of young guys. So that's why they're all buying in. No, no, no. They just have a whole bunch of guys that want the same thing. And that is a winning product. That is a fun style of basketball. And they have a coach that tells them, here's, here's the ingredients. Let's bake that together. And they're going in that direction together baking's and, hard too and baking's say. hard because you have to have the right amount of every little thing it's a science and so they're all doing this little science experiment together and they're all succeeding and having a lot of fun doing it i love baking cakes long way to go we know right it's, sure this is the ninth game of the season the kings are sitting at five and four but to see 
this type of internal growth from some of your players defensively is really, really encouraging to see if you're Mike Brown. Like, okay, <laughs> you need you didn't make a ton of crazy moves over the offseason to improve the defense. You needed some guys to take steps in the right direction. De'Aaron's doing it. Keegan's doing it. Sabonis is doing it. That's big-time shit. Um, Keegan, by the way, we spent so much time talking about his defense. He finished with 25 points tonight. He also had eight rebounds. He did it on 9 of 13 shooting, 5 of 8 from 3. Had a couple of nice floaters. Then started knocking down the 3, which you knew was going to happen at some point. Hey, track record. The guy did it last year at a 40% clip. Hit, what, over 200 threes in his rookie season? NBA rookie record. He's going to knock them down again. He knocked them down tonight. And now you start looking at his usage, and his usage is up this year. He's going to get some more shots. I think he could be a 20-point-a-game scorer. I, I think we've seen, like, the guy's been hovering, like, at 16, and he's not shooting the ball well. Right. Like, it, I think he could be a 20-point-a-game guy this year. And look, I mean, look at the action that they're in love with right now with, with De'Aaron Fox feeding the high post, setting the down screen for Kevin Carter to curl off. And what that is doing, though, because a lot of times that has Keegan Murray relocating from the wing all the way just straight up in the corner spotting up being like if Kevin doesn't have a good look at it he can skip it to Keegan in the corner he can leave his feet and pass it to Keegan in the corner and that is the shot that you ultimately are going to want for a guy like Keegan Murray and if he can keep getting those type of looks and then on top of that you're not it's not only about his shooting it's not only when he has an open lane to the basket he can create now the way that he is putting the ball on the floor and just shooting that shot in the mid-range it's all looking just so much more not even effortless it's just looking easier for him you know it's it's looking like Oh yeah, this is I can do this. This is actually easy for me to do with my size and I'm a smart player and I know what I'm doing out here. We need to give love to everyone watching us late on a Monday night. Close Happy to 800 Monday. people watching us live. I wish I had my hell yeah button, but I have a new mixer. So <laughs> give me a hell yeah. I appreciate you guys being here so much. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed too so we keep growing this channel. All it does is help us grow by hitting the thumbs up. It doesn't just make me feel good. It literally helps us grow. Literally. Um, we have a lot of other guys to talk about tonight. I got to talk about Malik Monk. He had some amazing stretches today. and he, I, I'm, I'm borderline obsessed with Malik Monk and what he's oh. doing right now. But before we continue further, yeah. we got to get to our rock and soul <gasps> player of the game. Who and, did he pick? Who did who pick? Who did you pick? Oh, I thought you said, okay, I was like, who, who is he? Why do you? Who did he pick? Who do you think I picked? Okay. Who do you think I, I picked tonight? Well, I feel like now that we're about to start talking about Malik, I have this weird, but no, you would go with, I think you went with De'Aaron. Well, I asked the question to the audience. Okay. Who was your player of the game? Is it Fox? 28 points in his return. Is it Demonis Sabonis with 23 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds? Amazing game. Keegan Murray with 25 points and eight rebounds, or Herter with 20 points on six of nine from three. 50% of people say De'Aaron Fox. Oh, and? He's a rock and soul hey. player of the game. Welcome back, D. Fox. 
28 points and six assists on 11 of 20 shooting in 35 minutes as a dog defensively, playing with edge, playing with physicality. He is a rock and soul player of the game. And also, shout out to everyone who's been going to rock and soul. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's been amazing. And if you have not yet, you got to check out rock and soul. How about breakfast all day? It's literally a 10th and S. Good job. It's six <laughs> blocks away from Golden One Center. So... So we've been throwing out some amazing deals. We have some deals for the upcoming road trip coming up. They're going to be offering 50% off the drink menu and 50% off all appetizers during the road stretch. Here. Yeah. So during the games, during the games, yeah. if you want to go watch a Kings game out, you can go to Rock and Soul Diner and you'll get 50% off the drink menu, 50% off uh, appetizers, and let them know you're a Deuce and Mo fan. Yeah. And then, more, just, oh, yeah. Big Deuce Mason fan. Yes. If you just say that, you can say that. You're log. You don't have to mention Morgan. Either way, yeah. what, whatever, whatever, you guys, it's so Rock and Soul is loving all the Deuce and Mo fans coming out, coming in. So thank you so much for supporting something that we love so much. And I know so many people have been so happy that yep. now they know Rock and Soul Diner is there. So congrats to De'Aaron Fox for winning the Rock and Soul Player of the Game. Hey, congrats. He was amazing. Big tonight. win. Uh, should we also mention that tonight's podcast is presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. If you're looking for windows, there's no better place to go than Northwest Exteriors. Oh, they're the best. Simply the best. And I'm serious because I have Northwest Exterior windows and they have changed my life. They have changed my life so much with my energy bill. They have changed my life with the aesthetics of my home. It's just crazy that now I don't have to have a blanket or socks on my feet at all times in my house during the winter because the windows actually keep the cold out. So if you want to change your life too, it's not intimidating. Just reach out to Northwest Exteriors and get a free quote. We don't have the song in here, but I could do it. Simply the best. Trust Northwest. Trust Northwest. Trust Northwest. I harmonized with you. How'd I do? Also, quick shout out to our friends over at Sharif Jewelers, oh, Sharif Jewelers. They've been around the Sacramento area for a long, long time. If you need jewelry, you need watches, you need jewelry repair, you got to go to them. And by the way, they're the ones who made the crown. Who, hey! got, who got the crown tonight? The Deepaw yeah. crown goes to Mike Brown, who won it tonight because he got his 400th career coaching win. He did say after the game that it should have gone to Keegan Murray. Uh, but the team said, no, no, no. You're sitting in that chair tonight wearing the crown. He gets it tonight. Look at the and photos. Shout out to our friend at Sharif Jewelers. Friends over there, they made that crown. Dude, it's so, it's so I got to see it up close and personal when I went into Sharif Jewelers because they were adding gemstones to it. Um, but I know the guys are really happy. The team is really happy about the crown. And Mike Brown might not look happy. It's only because he doesn't like to ever take credit. And I just, I love... I love that Domas Sabonis was like, we need to give this to, to coach tonight. This this is for coach. But we can acknowledge that the real deep hog tonight was... Keegan Murray? Keegan Murray. Yeah. Keegan Murray is fantastic. And Keegan knew it too. Keegan Murray, like, I, I'll let coach have this one, I guess. I'll let coach have this one. Did you see him smiling too after in post game talking about Mike Brown? 
going wild about the Malik. No, I did not. Oh my god, he was smi- he was smiling. He was like, yeah, and it was it was really exciting. <laughs> I love that it's like a story of Keegan Murray smiles. No, oh, and I don't mean to be that person because I did get annoyed when so many people were like, is he going to smile? <laughs> but like when he does smile and there's not a lot coming out while he's smiling, it's it's just like monotone. It's just funny. Well, congrats to Coach Brown. 400 career coaching wins in the NBA. Amazing. It's not an easy feat at no. all. Next guy we should talk about in this Kings win tonight, 132 to 120, Malik Monk. There we go. Malik Monk, Morgan. I love this guy. Come. I love him. Well, I you think one too. of the more intriguing things tonight was, okay, where is Mike Brown going to go when De'Aaron Fox comes back? Keon Ellis had been playing well. He started those games, all right? Yep. And at the 549 mark, we got our answer. Malik Monk and Keon Ellis came in. Yeah. Davion Mitchell did not play in this game. We'll get to that. But Malik comes in and, and does exactly what he's done all year. I, he's playing the best basketball of his career. I think his ability to come in and play make has been marvelous for this team. And I love seeing him and Fox get some run together today, yeah. which was cool. He had that one beautiful baseline pass to Fox who jammed it. That was sweet. And then one of my favorite plays, Malik Monk had an awesome step back three that was in. Then the next time, he and Sabonis in a two-man game were... Sabonis goes with a behind-the-back pass to Monk, and then Monk fires it. Step back three, sexy AF, next play down, sexy-ass two-man game with Sabonis. My notes are very detailed, as you can see. (laughs) I wrote down that same sequence. You're exactly right. It was... but it's Their chemistry. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful, and he is more under-controlled than ever, I feel like, consistently. Yeah, I agree with that. He ends up off the bench tonight, 13 points, four of eight. He knocked down three triples in five attempts. He also had five rebounds. He had four assists in this game. And he just comes in, instant energy, spark. Like Morgan said, more in control than ever. I think he's more confident than ever. Dependable. He is. He is. Yeah. And he's Dude, he's just a baller. The guy comes in, and what do you need from him? You need him to get hot and get buckets? Sure. You need him to get into the paint. You need him to get in a little two-man game, set up the bigs. He'll do all of that. And I think he plays with joy. And when you asked him the other day at practice, talking about, I I forget what it was that you were asking him about, but like what drives him or what gives him that, that, the confidence? I asked him at practice the other day because he was talking about like going through some shooting struggles. And I asked him, where does he get that confidence? Yes. And, you know, he had some issues in the league in Charlotte. Yeah. And he's like, I was almost kicked out of the league. And so nothing can rattle me mm. anymore. Mm. And I that's the thing with him. You you hear him say that shit. And you're like, I believe it. I, I believe exactly what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. No. And, it, and it, it shows at times. Like, he's not messing around out there. And I think sometimes people can mistake energy and and joy for the game as like sloppiness and and um does he you know is he is he a team guy and i feel like over the years if you don't have the right people around you when i'm talking about teammates and you're not in the right role then it's not going to be presented the right way and i just feel like he is in the best role of his career with this team right now 
It's it's just it's such it's, it's so a great fit. much fun to watch. I have to keep him. It's free For, agent forever. after this year. Free forever. agent after this year. I know. But yeah, I think he's been great, and he really helped keep the Kings afloat. When Fox is out, and it looked great tonight too. He was awesome. I feel like we're saying a lot of awesome things tonight. So I is is that like it's hard not to they they shot the tonight Kings, was a really good game they though. shot fifty nine percent Morgan they shot yeah. just under sixty percent from the field forty seven point six percent from three twenty forty two the only thing all right here can I say one yeah, thing I'm gonna say go. a negative thing Bring and it. I got some more positive too. This free throw shooting's killing me. Oh my god! Atrocious, gross! Uh, fire everybody! Get rid of the team. Sabonis six of eleven tonight from the free throw line. It was so He's ugly. Not too. shooting the ball well no. at the free throw line. Fox no. missed three tonight. Kings were fourteen oh. of twenty-two at the line tonight, sixty-three percent. And it can be deflating. And what's great is that they didn't allow it to be deflating, and that they did all the other good things on the floor to not allow the calves to creep back in it. But that is why at times it felt like when yeah. things were still in reach, when it was a 10 point game and there was six minutes left or whatever it was, it was like, you look back at things like that and you go, those are the other little, de the easy details that you can control. And a couple other concerning numbers. We knew that this was going to be something to watch. I wrote down a couple of numbers before the game that I came across. Of course you did. The Kings coming into tonight, were allowing just eight offensive rebounds a game. Which okay. is best in the NBA, number one in the NBA. They allow just 10.5 second chance points. That's number two in the NBA. Okay. So that's really, they're doing a great Good. job rebounding. Tonight, the Cavs had 25 second chance points, and they had 13 offensive rebounds. So I feel like that was a lot of their identity last year, too, the Cavs. So yeah, they're long. I, it's just something that you look at for that, sure. You know, when you're knocking down shots and yep. hitting threes at this rate, it can mask some of those other things. And so they have to stay just, and it's not going to be perfect all the time, but you know, 20, whatever, 25 second chance points is Against brutal. A team that's brutal. Like this. Yeah. You got to make sure like that's a point of emphasis and um, that you're not allowing that to happen. Yeah. No, I'm so glad that we point out all these terrible things and a really good win, but I'm kidding. But it, it because it is true, but I think something else that I want to lean into right now that isn't necessarily there. It's like a bittersweet conversation. Yeah. And it's, it's Keon Ellis and Davion Mitchell getting that DMP because I think, we both, how we feel about Davion Mitchell, his mentality, the work that he puts in, like, God, you want this guy to be on an NBA floor and play. He's an NBA player. He deserves that time. But when you see someone like Keon Ellis get the opportunity that he got the last two games and then gets to carry that in to this game and be that next guy up instead of Davion Mitchell and, and did his part, did what he needed to do, on both ends of the floor. At first, I was like, ooh, a little chaotic out there. You know, he had the offensive foul and then the turnover. And then he got it together, was disrupting on defense. And then even on the offensive end, was being more patient um, with with initiating the offense and, not, and just stayed under control. And it was like, okay, I get why he's in there. I get it. He, he's just such an active defender. Yeah. And I've heard I, I've heard people call him six three. Some call him six five. I don't know how tall the guy is, but here's what I know: when he goes out there, he's long, super active hands, 
Deflections king. I mean, he's constantly getting deflections, and I don't even know if he got credited with any steals tonight. I'm looking. Keon Ellis, uh, he did not. But, I mean, there are multiple times tonight, especially in that first half when he got some run, where he came in and just had great hustle plays. I think Monk had a turnover and in transition. He sprinted down the floor to go get a stop and had a deflection. Yeah, and I think, too, when you look at these deflections in not only with what they can do, you know, to an offense and disrupt, but it can slow down. I mean, the shot clock and everything. It just, it totally can screw with an entire team. He also had a block on a Donovan Mitchell three ball tonight. That Mm. was really nice. And Mm. he's just really active. And I was really surprised that Mike Brown actually went to him. Uh, I also know that Alex Ellis had great help on a Mobley drive to force a turnover. You know, if yeah. Mobley's put the ball on the floor, Keanu Ellis again, active hands coming down, swiping, forcing a turnover. Um, I don't know. I, I think it was. I think it was the right move. I mean, it, well, because here, yeah, here's it what I was thinking: was okay. Keon played well for a couple of games, but like he's gonna make him earn it more. Like, hey, maybe you'll get another chance again. You're the young guy. We'll see. We'll go ahead and put Davion back in there as the backup. And he elected to to put Keon in that spot to to see how he responded again. I thought he responded well, and you definitely feel for Davion Mitchell. I love what Davion Mitchell can bring. He hasn't played well this year. Yeah, he's had a couple of games that were good, and we know what he can do as an on ball defender. The thing that I, I hope that Davion realizes is this shit changes fast in the league. It does. And it, it does. Mike Brown's rotation. Look at what Mike Brown's rotation is now compared to two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. It's dramatically changed. I mean, there was a time when you thought Kevin Herter was going to be out of the starting lineup. I mean, Kevin Herter was playing like 16 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. Duarte was getting more minutes. Colby Jones was playing, right? JaVale McGee was playing. McGee played tonight because Alex Len went down with the ankle injury. Otherwise, he was was probably not going to play. Right. You know, Sasha was like, is he playing a lot? Or, oh, he got a couple DMPs and he got back in there. So... And this is all without Trey Lyles still, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Like, so the rotation is going to change. Yeah. And you just have to stay locked in, you know. And I, I was happy that Brown decided to reward Keon. Like, dude, you're bringing it out there. You're playing good defense. He like, likes what he's about. You're playing with a little bit of an edge out there. You're playing hard. Like, keep going. It's funny because I think watching him with the Stockton Kings a lot last season – there's so many times when he was on that floor and it was like, yeah, you can take over. When you can do that in the G League and you're like the guy that stands out, there's all there's usually going to be a place or a role for you in the NBA. But I think sometimes it really, it, it all depends on the situation, right? Are you going to get those opportunities? Or what's, what's it going to look like? And with Keon Ellis, I thought at times like we'd see him in garbage time, whatever, like you wouldn't see the most of what he could bring to the NBA floor. And all it took was that garbage time opportunity against the Rockets leading to two starts. And now coming into the road, you know, getting in with that second unit in tonight's game. In the, He's a two-way guy. He's on a two-way contract yeah. and he's playing minutes for a good team. You know, a credit to him for responding in what we call garbage time. And that that's why you that's we why say you that shit it. all the time. It's like, well, it's it's not just that, but we call it garbage time. Yeah. It for this team it's not. 
Mike yeah. Brown's watching you. Yeah. The coaching staff's watching you. How are you going to respond? We're getting our asses kicked. It's garbage time. But how are you approaching this garbage time? Are you viewing it as uh, this doesn't matter? Or are you playing it like it's a two-point game in a playoff game? Yeah. And that's that's the approach. And, I, and that's part of how the, the culture he's trying to foster is like, hey, if you can't bring it consistently, like I got to find someone else who can. And so Davion, I hope, can hang in there. Stay motivated. Yeah. Keep working hard. Your time's going to come again. Dude. And I think big picture, too. It's, it's you wonder, okay, is Dave Young going to be in Sacramento and because you, of his, you know, contract situation coming up here? Yep. And, you know, I, I'm sure he'd want an opportunity to get some more run on a team that maybe doesn't have a point guard like Fox who's going to eat up 35-plus minutes a night. Yep. You, I mean, there there are definitely teams out there that could use a Dave Young Mitchell, right? Like someone who is absolutely capable of um initiating offense i think something for him though that it, like going forward even if there are different opportunities here with sacramento still he needs to make sure that he is being more aggressive as a floor manager you know he needs to be talking it up whether it's um it's not just on the defensive end and you know being in help and all those things it's like stepping out of your comfort zone and making sure that you are also leading when a different point guard isn't on the floor. I'm seeing if the NBA has updated offensive and defensive ratings. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see what, what we got. Are. What we got. Sacramento Kings now in offensive rating. They jumped to 15th tonight. They think they were like in the twenties coming into tonight, which is crazy. Yeah, so they jumped good. to 15th tonight, which is not great, but they're trending up and their defensive rating is at 17. Wow. Their net rating is 18th minus 1.4. It's early. But you have to be encouraged by the defensive rating. You got to be encouraged. Offensively, I'm not like I go 15. They're going to be higher. Now they're going to go up. They're going to go up. Defensively, it's like, hey, can you stay around that average? Can you you be there and be competitive? And I think they can. Yeah. Yeah. I said it last game, Morgan. This team is good. Well, and in they're this deep. Is, this is the other thing too. I want to bring up for anyone that didn't hasn't watched any Cleveland Cavaliers this year. I think uh, looking at how they've been playing, sometimes they they can look like a whole different team, right? There's some team. There's some games where it's like, um, oh God, they're not very good. And then you saw those last two games against the Warriors, and they look good. They were playing well. They were playing physical. They're they're doing all the things that I would have expected them to do tonight. And I think that they tried to do tonight. I just think the Kings defense, like we're saying, has seen its improvements and actually slowed it down, actually matched their physicality and made life that much harder for them. And it's crazy because they still gave up 120 points. I know. Cleveland ends up shooting 50%. They knocked down 16 of 35 from three. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. I just feel like it looks a lot better than it did. Trust your eyes. I mean, you can still trust your yeah. eyes. Like, people, there can be good defense with still a better offensive, you know, better yeah. offense or a better shot or whatever. Like, you're seeing you're seeing so many more Kings jerseys and help. You're seeing so many Kings jerseys stay vertical. Um, you're yeah. S- you're seeing fewer straight line drives. Yes. yes. More All- battling. Better efforts, rebounding from different guys. Like, that's the other... Keegan's rebounding this year has been really good. Yeah, yes. Like, just so much more aggressive, flying in there, trying to grab a board, um, putting a body on somebody. That's 
Yeah, it's been really positive. How are we going to like be on this long and skip over Sasha? Someone, shout out oh, to uh, Luke, by the way, yeah. in the chat who donated money saying he tried, he was at the game tonight, tried to get the um, Sasha chant going. Oh, wait, how does it go? He said, we tried to get the Vezzy chant going tonight in our section. It did not take. Uh, it doesn't matter, Morgan. It's not taking. We can't, I don't force it. Okay, it's not about, I, I can do what I want and it's not forcing it. So like if I wasn't media, then yes, I could be in the crowd chanting Sasha, 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 which by the way, they do after Domas hit the three, Domantis a bonus. I didn't realize that they do that. I think they're trying to get that going. Well, it was cute and that's I kind of liked it. And that's why like the Sasha chant, Absolutely. He would feel like he's back at home. Do you guys want to make him feel like he's back at home? Or maybe we just need a better yes. ch chant because ours is based on something. Shout out to Chris Verlod, who works for Sacktown Sports that we've known for a long time. He's a Man City fan, and he taught us long ago about Yaya Torre. Yaya. Yaya, 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 whatever. And so, for whatever reason, we were just like, Sasha, 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 Sasha. Sasha, 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 Sasha. Vezzy, Vezzy, Vezzy. And the people, you know, they, there's some people who love it. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people hate it. So I don't know. I'm really. Well, we'll take, I mean, I'm, I'm come up with a chant. Anyway, let's talk about his game for a second more. Let, let's talk about his basketball game. He played 17 minutes <laughs> off the Kings bench tonight. 11 points for him on four of six. He also knocked down three of five. From downtown. I he's looking more and more comfortable yes. out there. What do you think about his game? Well, I think he's he is allowing the game to come to him a little bit more. Um, I think just probably being around the NBA, uh, getting a few NBA minutes. You know, you're not seeing you're still not seeing a ton of NBA minutes, but I think playing even with the guys at practice, it's just a different pace. He's getting it's it's coming to him, right? Do you think he gets like electrocuted if he holds the ball if he doesn't shoot it within like two tenths of a second yes like he's just like like what why would you like that's him holding too long you know what i mean like i was that is not what you would react if it, no, i don't know why if, i thought if, it was around i know his neck. that's what i was like yeah he's, if you're he's a shot caller he's no. a shot caller on no. at practice it's strange you know like, like no 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 it would be like something that was like this is in in your in your blood, and it's like, or like it's connected to your heart tubes or something, and it shocks you, like when you. Oh, don't. I was going like a, a more realistic, like dog. Oh, call, shock oh, call because thing. your version is so realistic. All of this is not in, realistic. In your blood, yeah, if we're connecting with your. I'm heart. going like Marvel shit. Like okay. you're going. Like, I'm going. He's at practice, and Mike Brown puts a collar around him, and if he holds it, he shocks him. Strange, he and a lot him. of HR violations. Well, obviously not, because guess what? It's working. He gets that shot off so fast. That's, not, that's that's his style, dude. That's his style. Has anyone shot the ball faster in NBA history than Sasha? Uh, we'll have to see. Name me someone that shoots it faster than him. We'll have to see. Can we do, like, ESPN used to do sports science. I want a sports science on this shit. Oh, I do miss that. Yeah, I would like it. There's, so there's no, there's no shocking going on, um, to my knowledge. But... He does have a very quick release. It is very fun to see when he does shoot the basketball. I think everyone kind of gets excited when he shoots the basketball. But going off of what I was saying about what we're seeing the game coming to him, I also think he's learning a lot about the NBA game, and he's taking that knowledge and 
and really caring about the details. And the details are sprinting your ass down the floor and getting to that corner and making sure you're running your lane. Oh, what do you, what happens when you, when you do that? You get rewarded the basketball because you ran your lane in early offense or in transition. And then boom, you get that shot off. You know, like those little things, I think he's going, oh, I'm getting it. Even defensively, he's sitting down, he's swiping, he's staying in front um, a little bit more. And those details. He rebounds well too. And he's rebounding well. Those details. I think he the, the attention to detail is um, what's working for him. Another guy we should talk about. Who? So Harrison Barnes last game played nine minutes in the second half. You know, tonight mm-hmm. only played like six minutes in the second half of this game. Barnes finished with four points, five rebounds, three assists, two of four shooting over two from three in less than 22 minutes tonight. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's tough to see. I think, uh, you know, five rebounds, three assists. He's still putting something on there. I think those nights that he does go off his, that veteran leadership shines through like people, people like him. People want him to do well on this team. Obviously, you know, it's not just like, Oh, next man up. Great. If he's not doing well, then I'm going to get an opportunity. Like, you want everyone to do well. And he's one of those guys that you want to see do well. And he he has not been consistent. And um, I I can't sit here and be like, this is what it is. You know what I mean? I don't, it's not, it's not his energy. He's not pouting. It's none of those things. It's not like, oh, he's not confident. Maybe he's not being aggressive enough. But I also think. He doesn't need to be. I think there might be an adjustment for him with his role. I mean, this is a guy that sure has had bigger roles before. He's always been inconsistent. That's probably an area where people get frustrated with him, where he comes out opening night, jumps 30-plus, and then since then, hasn't done a ton, right? Sure. And then you expect a little more out of him, especially with Fox gone too, right? Yep. But the Kings just weren't functioning at that point. You know, you needed Keegan and Herder to knock down shots. Maybe that opens up things for everybody. But I think the pecking orders just changed. You know, Harrison was like... Oh, he's like the third guy for, you know, for a minute. Or yeah. he's number two, whatever, before Sabonis, however you want to look at it. Now, it's like Keegan's role. Keegan's getting more shots this year. Yeah. They want Sabonis to be more aggressive and get more shots. Fox is going to be aggressive. You're going to get herder shots. And, oh, Malik Monk's going to get see, shots. And if all that's happening, and as long as he's not doing anything wrong, like what? Well, the, the thing, he's just got to be locked in defensively. Otherwise, well, he's not that's play. where something yeah. could go wrong. And that's why you're even seeing those those minutes in 22 minutes. It's like, if you're not giving me what I need and you're not on fire on the offensive end, you're not giving me what I need on the defensive end um, or getting all the rebounds, like, even more. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But what, he does contribute. One of my favorite lineups tonight. What? Fox, Monk, Herter, Keegan, and Sabonis. Fox, Monk, Herder, Keegan, and Spud. Okay. It's fun. Yeah, it's a you lot of fun. spacing, playmaking, shooting. It's a bonus out there. All the above. Mm. It's the the flow of that is just, um, it's, it's what fun basketball looks like. It's such a great style. And especially when everyone's on, then obviously that's going to bring more happiness. But, they carry themselves with a lot of happiness. One of the things I even said to you at the end, I saw Sabonis 
um, pumped up after getting that and one Keon Ellis is on the floor. He like goes in for the high five, like hits Keon or something. And he just hugs him from bare hugs him from behind. Yeah. He's right? like, uh, Keon Ellis, I think I might've fractured your hand. Can I give you a hug? That's yeah. what that was. Yes, literally. And it was just, but those, those moments you see the interactions with one another, whether it's Mike Brown and Malik or Sabonis and Keon Ellis. And then you see it all come together on the floor in this, um, beautiful style of basketball it's like yeah how could you not love that lineup you just mentioned and obviously it doesn't work against every team but god against some of these teams you're like yeah space the floor the spacing with some of these lineups too just goes to another level i'm i need to look back at some of these lineups what sasha was into um fox oh this is this was kind of fun too fox monk keegan and sasha with mcgee um but sasha being out there you saw, let's see, Fox Monk, Keegan, Sasha, Len. You saw Ellis Monk, Keegan, Sasha, Sabonis. It's funny because on your notes, I do the same thing. Yeah. You put Keegan as Keegs, even though it's just <laughs> it would, it's just one more letter to do. If you did A-N instead of S, it's like one more letter. Yeah, I but know. I do the same thing. It's just, I don't know, it just flows. Just so you guys can know what we're talking about. <laughs> Me noting the rotations for the game. Uh yeah, I go far HB. I do CD for Duarte. Yeah. I don't know why. HB. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I I get it. Why do I call him Keegs? I, I love calling him Keegs. Hey, Keegs. Like, I know. Every time I see him, I act like I know him. I'm just like, hi. You <sighs> know me. Man. So, five and four after nine, Morgan. And Fox missed five games. You going to have your epiphany again? What I mean, where? how do you feel about where this team is at at the moment? Do I you, feel good. Do you feel better than ever? Uh, wh- no, not better than ever. I just, I feel good. I feel solid. I feel like, um, how many games? At, what would you? What's the record? Nine, nine games. Right, They're five and four. They play yeah, nine games. Nine. I, I, I was just, I was making sure. Just <laughs> doing the math. Um, nine games in, and I still feel like it's like hey, along the small sample size, and the reason why I'm still there until like maybe 20 games is because this rotation like you said is not going to be what it is it could be a week from now no trey lyles that in that alone is going to change things and alex len being out i mean you don't know how long he's gonna be out but he tweaked his ankle on that play tonight and i don't know but if trey lyles comes back then it's like cool play some more small ball five i'm not i'm not it's not that i'm like oh my god what does that mean it just it changes people's roles or it puts you with a different lineup and then you have to find that flow again that rhythm again and i'm not acting like this team can't like not only do they um seem to like one another but they seem to have that next man up mentality. But yeah, I just, I'm more like, hey, things are going to keep changing a little bit here and there. Or are we going to see this Keon drop off a little bit where he's like, okay, wait, we're going to go back in this direction now. You just don't know what you're going to see in this time and him trying, even him putting in Chris Duarte for a little bit and then being like, pulling back on that again. Duarte's just picking up so many fouls. So right many fouls. Now. So many fouls. He picked up two quick ones coming into the game. Then the third one. And see, and that's the difference. Like, even with someone like Kevin Herter tonight, who is starting to pick up some fouls, 
was like, okay, well, I'm going to shoot the shit out of the ball and make my shots. I'm going to feel confident. I'm going to do everything else I need to do. And it's not like I'm expecting a whole bunch more from Chris Duarte, but that is supposed to be more of his role if he's not going to be knocking down his threes. It's like, hey, play some tough defense. Don't get in foul trouble. You know, Mike Brown said after the OKC game the other night, he thought he was so pumped up about his team's defensive effort against Oklahoma City because they're so good at driving. He loved how they they stayed, they were long, they made sure to defend without fouling, defending with your chest, all the stuff that we talk about. And I felt like that did carry over today. Totally. Duarte gets off balance sometimes. And you see it, you know, it's and it's such a it's by the way, defending in the NBA, good luck. I mean, good. I mean, luck. It, these offensive players get every call imaginable. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Like Duarte's out there trying to battle, and he's just leaned in just slightly. Hey, you leaned in enough. Boom, bow. And I mean, and just this, it's. I not. would go crazy out there because in my head, I'd be like, I play great defense. There's no doubt. And well, and that's what everyone thinks. That's what everyone always. I remember. I thought I was such a great defender. I was like, how is that a foul? She came into me, you know, and it's like. Well, no, it's because you're fat and slow and you're not moving right. I'm talking about myself when I was playing. And it's like, I just wasn't very, I wasn't the most athletic out there. I was smart. I could get my hands in the passing lane. But yeah, my point being is that like you have to do everything pretty close to perfect. Sometimes it feels like as a defender and or what you'll see some veteran NBA players do is that they'll play the game. They'll manipulate a call. They'll, you know, do what they need to do to make sure that it goes in their way. Well, Duarte is kind of in this funk right now. Um, I think he's going to be okay. I think part of it, too, is you just got to get comfortable with the new system. I think the fact that he hasn't played in so long. Yeah. Like last year, missing so much time with Indiana. He'll be fine. I like the Kings depth. I, I mean, we're watching games around the NBA. Some of these teams have no depth. Like the Kings off their bench, you could bring Monk off the bench. You get Trey Lyles back in the fold, mm-hmm. Sasha, couple legit bigs. You got Len or, or McGee. Oh, Dude. you got Duarte, even Colby Jones, who's a rookie who showed some things. You're like, there's something there. Yeah. You know, he's out of the rotation right now, but it doesn't mean he can't get back in. There's something there. He's got a good feel for the game. So, like, I, I just, I think they've got a lot of good options coming off the yeah. bench. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And they have good options that, that understand the system, right? Yeah. That don't just play their own game and go like, well, I'm going to bring this because I need to do this in my minutes. They really, they all buy in and it truly leads to some success. Well, this next stretch of game is going to be really interesting. What is it? Kings oh. hit the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a road trip here. Yeah, it, it is. It starts Wednesday at the Lakers. Then Friday, they're at San Antonio for an in-season tournament Ooh. game against the Spurs, against Victor. Then this Sunday, they're at Dallas. Monday and Wednesday, they play games in New Orleans. Then the final game of the trip is the night after Thanksgiving in Minnesota against the T-Wolves. Mm. Then they come home, and that's an NBA in-season tournament game. Dude, the and then they, came, they come home off that road trip for an NBA in-season tournament game against the Golden State Warriors. Ugh, I can't. Followed by the next night, a back-to-back the Clippers... And then a couple days off for Denver. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Some tough games coming up here. Some tough games, but let's just say this. 
Denver looks a little different without Jamal Murray. Still really, that, really, really good team. That's also December 2nd. Oh, we went far shit. ahead. So let's start with the first one, the <laughs> Lakers. LeBron's been a bit banged up. Uh, the Lakers do have a game tomorrow against Memphis. So they will be on the second night of a back-to-back. Okay. And they've definitely been up and down. Yeah, they've been up and down. They've been screwing with their starting rotation, um, putting Austin Reeves on coming off the bench, Cam Reddish in the starting lineup. Um I haven't been watching too much Lakers though lately. I've been watching more San Antonio, which they're always like this. They they're they've kind of fallen apart since that Raptors overtime game that they lost. That's fine if they're losing, but from what we saw with what they can do, they have guys that are gonna work out there. They've lost five in a row, by the way, after losing to Miami last night. And then they got a cheat code. I'm I'm telling you, I don't care. I mean like it's still just to me is like not an easy game. No, none of these games are. And then you got Dallas, who's eight and two Dude. right now. They're off to a really good start. New Orleans is kind of a mess right now yep. because I mean, he had Zion today, like just trying to buy into my role. New Orleans, by the way, they have lost five in a row, and then they play the Mavs coming up here. Yikes! And then the matchup with Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota, Morgan. Ant is the real deal. He is someone that I would be very, very, very scared to play. He's one of the best players in the game. He is. And that team is locked in. They are playing some amazing defense. Yep. McDaniels is a presence. Gobert has been obviously a defensive presence. Mm -hmm. Cats had some nice defensive moments. Ants just a dog. They're, they look really strong right now. Yeah. And I, I, when you're seeing them work so hard defensively, they've got the size and the length. And Anthony Edwards is literally a stone cold killer. Yeah. This guy comes in and he can kill you at all three levels. Plus, he has joy playing the game. He's one of my favorite players to watch. And that matchup is going to be super intriguing to see how the Kings match up against a team that is clicking right now. Mm-hmm. A click in multiple bigs. Um, That's also like 10 days away. I, I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We but are, the whole point are, here like, is. It's what we're watching, you know. it's The whole point is this stretch is going to be a really good challenge for Sacramento. They're playing well. And I'm glad they took care of business at home where at home they were not good last year. Yeah. Now they've won three in a row on the home floor. No, it's been nice. And, and I think not only for them and, you know their morale but you you look at these kings fans who absolutely deserve to see these home wins and go outside and see the beam lit as the beam does start inside and now goes to the outside do you want to hear from our friend coach nick tonight well he better bring it see if he's there let's see hi deuce uh, hi, oh, hi. You said hi to me first tonight. Why'd you say hi to me hi, first? Hi, Morgan. Hi, dude. Oh, wait, 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 why, hi, Nick. Why'd you say hi to me first? Well, because I wanted to. So, dudes, I wanted to do at the game today, Morgan. Yeah. And I had, I had asked, I had asked dudes to buy me a pizza today. And please tell me dudes, he didn't buy you a pizza. He did. He bought you a Nick? <laughs> Nick? How did you get him to buy you a pizza? What did you say? I. <laughs> what did you I, say? I asked him, can you buy me a pizza? And then, wait, that's all it took? 
If I asked no, Deuce to buy me a pizza, I think I would hear a lot of other things. That's, that's not what went down, actually. What went down? He asked me, he goes, Deuce, can you buy me a pizza? I'm like, Nick, are you serious? You want me to buy you a pizza? He goes, yes. I'm like, you, you, you probably just ate. You're not hungry. And I go, go buy your own. He goes, I don't have money. And I went, and I said, come on, let's go. I said, just don't, just hurry up. What do you want? And and, it, and it, he goes, oh, and a drink. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, what do you want to drink? And he goes, oh, a souvenir cup. He kept adding. He kept adding more. He's like, Deuce is my sugar daddy. So yeah. <laughs> he got a slice of pizza and Wait, you got him a souvenir cup? Yes. What? Nick, I And it's not ha- and Nick, this is not happening again. This is it. So if you're hungry before games, it's on you. You know what you need to do before games? Eat. 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 You shouldn't have to come to me and be like, Deuce, buy me a piece of pizza. It's not happening again. But then Morgan could bring up a point. And it's interesting. It's an interesting point. What's the point? When Nick asked me to buy him a pizza and a souvenir cup, the Kings did win. They put up 150 oh, points. So. Oh, no. Oh. So the Kings do win when I buy you a piece of pizza, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you think of the game tonight? Well, I was actually happy because they beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I'd like to beat them every day, every night of the games. Light the beam every day. Light the oh, beam. What, what, what was your that. message to the team after the game? Well, they play good defense. So, fire that laser. Fire the laser, man. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> Why? Hey, hey, Morgan, how about, Why? how about this? Why not, not light, light the, the beam? beam? Why not light Why the not beam? Light you the beam. do it at the same time. Ready? Three, two, one. Why not, Why not light, light the beam? The beam? Why okay, beam? we're Why awful. Not light the beam? Okay, we're right, not doing yeah, so well. Sounds terrible. Oh. Okay. See, at the Golden One Center, actually, we changed the name to Go- the Golden One Nick Center. Okay. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> you tried to, and we the are Golden not approving one that. Nick. Center. Yeah, it's not. That's we gotta work on that name. We'll come up with something better. Oh, uh, he's trying to name it after himself. Yes. <laughs> How'd that go over your head? That's just so. All right, Nick. Sleep beams, okay? Sleep beams. Sleep beams. He has that Malik Monk confidence to ask you for pizza plus a souvenir cup drink. Like wh- the fact that you did that. That's really nice of you, though. That's really nice. I it's will not say. happening again. Well, it's not happening again. I mean, if they lose and you don't, then you're going to be doing it every time he's out of game. Oh, man. I'm superstitious. Deuce is doing that PR after the Reddit debacle. <laughs> yeah. You he, know, has, he has a camera crew following to, yeah, him. I'm sad to say this is not my first time buying Nick pizza in a souvenir cup at a uh, game. I've never bought Nick pizza. I, th- I actually think this is probably the third to fourth time. Are you? Not this year. First time this year. Okay. Hi. You got, you're spending a lot of money on Nick. Okay, shut your mouth. Um, we need the moment of the game. Uh, moment of the game tonight. I'd love the chat to help out with this. What is tonight's moment of the game? Of course, we're writing down a moment or two from every single Kings game. Would love to get your guys' feedback. I have two. Okay. Fox back, scoring 28 points, and yeah. then uh, Malik Monk, charge mike brown energy okay i like it i just think that that was such a big like um way it just defined what the game was everyone having fun that's a good one 
I'm seeing if there's any moments from the chat, too, to see if anyone's trying to one-up you. Coach Brown, 400th win? Not bad. Yeah. Mike Brown's reaction to the charge is getting some love. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Wins a bonus made both of his free throws twice. (laughs) Fox's rocket pass to Keegan under the uh, basket. Fox back and Sasha catching fire. Mike Brown getting the crown. Okay, Morgan. I think it is... um, Let's write down Fox returns mm-hmm. and 28 points. And I kind of like the Mike Brown gets the crown because I think that will remind us of, oh, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the joy. Yes. Yep. Mike Brown. Because it won't happen again. Deep pod crown. I love it. This thing's starting to fill up, huh? Wow, look at it fill. We've got the ninth one going in here. This is not a post-it note. I just wrote this on a piece of paper. Hopefully. You know there's uh, post-it notes in there. Well, this one will... This is a, you got special. it. Whatever you want, kid. Yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. I... Yeah. It's amazing how things can change in the NBA and how much it's changed in a week. We were sitting here last Monday when the Kings lost 122 to 97. The Kings were 2-4. and four. Played... By far, their worst game of the season. Maybe one of the worst, top five worst games in the Mike Brown era. And to see them get out of that funk, yeah. play better, knock down shots, Fox is back right before this big road trip, you feel pretty good about things. You know, I, I saw my friend Lauren LeBove post a photo of the beam and was like, just like, Something about you just sleep better when the beam is out. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Why Why is that's not, I don't think that's healthy. Yeah. But yeah, my sleep, having good sleep is definitely um, depends uh. on how bright the beam is lit. Uh, in the chat, Gerardo says, uh. Nick is fleecing Deuce and getting a souvenir uh, cup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Keo says, everyone was depressed as F. Last week. I, yeah. Don't it, forget the first Rockets game, just as bad. No, you know what? It wasn't just as bad. The sad thing is the second one was worse. It was worse. And how about Houston? Dude, don't sleep on Houston. We talked about that. What? I love how many times we have mentioned that. Well, it's just, you know why? Because I think I hear so many people in media and other places be like, it's Houston. They're bad. You shouldn't lose them. And it's like, oh my God. Like, just watch a game. Watch yeah, a yeah. game. Don't watch just... That's why even with the Cavs, I think sometimes people, their narrative is like, they're not going to be the same. Donovan Mitchell isn't happy, blah, blah, blah. Like, are you watching the way that they're playing against the Warriors, but then also watching a shittier game? I'm not watching every team every single night, but I'm trying to watch as much as I can to be able to say, don't sleep on this team. Yeah. I mean, they've won, what, six in a row now after beating the Nuggets yesterday? Damn, dude. I know Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray right now, but you know Nuggets winning that game eight and one, and now Houston is sitting at six and three after an zero and three start. Guys are playing hard. Shengun's taking a step. Shengun, I think about Dylan Brooks. I still just th- I think about Dylan Brooks and his. He gets to look at Memphis and just flip them off. And I say that because of the way that they. Tre- I don't even like Dylan Brooks, but the way that they treated that man when uh, on his way out. 
and all the they verbiage buried that the they guy. buried him. And it's just such bullshit that an organization can do that. And I love that he gets to shove it right back in their face. I wish his game was a little bit more under controlled at times, but still, he's doing a great job right now in Houston. Meanwhile, Memphis is sitting at two and eight. They did beat the Clippers, though. <laughs> the Clippers who can't win a game after the hardest trade. They've lost five in a row. All right, I will free admit, admit this. What? I have not watched a Clippers game no. since the trade. I've seen some clips. highlights. Yep. And some of the clips I've seen have just been disgusting. I'm like, what are you doing, Go James to the shoe Harden? Wipe. Go to the shoe wipe. Oh. Shoe wipe. Shoe wipe. Oh, yeah. In the first quarter, he's dribbling, wipes both shoes. Okay, go. Drives. Bad shot, rebound, bad shot. Oh, no, rebound, Re- drives, blocked. blocked. Yep. And wow. It's, it's like I, I posted this on um, X or whatever, and I was like, the only time I was ever wiping my shoes in a, was like on a blacktop like, or, and or in a pickup game because I was about to school somebody. But what does he choose to do? Wipe his shoes, disrespect, and then step back three, air ball. They get it back to him somehow, and then he gets blocked by Triple J. Yeah. They they might be able to figure it out. Who knows? But it's just like they're it's three just, and six. And I'm you go on track record. I mean, what it's gonna work with Harden now? You know, all these stops, right? And it, as he gets old, the play is declining. He's older, but the mentality is I'm still the guy. He called himself the system. The system. That system. I mean, now, look, they can go out and win 10 in a row. Now, maybe it looks amazing. But right now, it's looking disastrous. And they went all in on this shit. And how are the Sixers feeling right now? This is the one where I feel like I want to take a victory lap on for a second. Take it. No. Take it. Last year when Harden was out, I'm like, Tyrese Maxey is really good. And he needs to be let loose. And Maury was just so married to Harden. He yep. was so obsessed with him. And every time Harden came back, it seemed like Maxi kind of took a back seat. He did. And all of a sudden, Maxi, the numbers will probably come down. He's averaging 29 a game right now. The Sixers have, what, they're 8-1 at this point? Yeah, they're 8-1. They've won eight straight games. They're playing a fun style. They're playing with joy. Tobias Harris is showing like, hey, I can still be effective. I, I don't just have to sit in the corner. I, I'm six and nine. I, I've shown I can score in this league. Can I Can I do more? And what do you know? They seem together. They're yeah. having fun playing basketball. This energy vampire is gone. And it doesn't take away from the fact that we all believe that James Harden has crazy individual talent in Absolutely. this game. Absolutely. I, I just don't think he is what he used to be. No. And I just think this idea that you could put all these guys together, it's it's a bet. It's a bet. And if it if it hits, you look like a genius. You got Paul George, Kawhi, Westbrook, and Harden. But like, man, is this the way you build a team? It's early for them, and you'd rather try to figure this out now early in the season rather than wait till a trade deadline and finish, you know, yeah. figure out the final 25 yeah. games. But right now, it's... Yikes. It's so funny to me when people always say, well, talent trumps all, talent trumps all. In some cases, in some cases, but like we do that so much with, and I have, and by the way, when I say this, there's no offense to them aging, but to a lot of aging stars, 
we do that and we go, but this is their resume. This is their track record. And it goes, okay, but what's their mentality? That's what I'm always wondering. Are they willing to adjust their mentality? Like Dame Lillard, I am taking any chance on him. You know what type of team player he is. You know what type of um, basketball player he is. Uh, it's, it's like, yes, I understand taking that chance. And by the way, he's not much of a chance still where he is. Like if Steph Curry was going to keep aging and, and like, oh, things were different or whatever, you're still going to understand and know that his smarts, his IQ, the way that he plays basketball, he would find a way to adjust his role or adjust the way that he wants to play. There's too many guys in this league that just can't seem to adjust their style of play when they start to age or when they're on a different team. It's ego too, right? 100% is, but it's like they could finish off their career at a high point too. Right. If they all kind of like sacrificed. Carmelo Anthony. It's crazy when I think about that too, because I go sacrifice. It's like, to me, you're in this game for one reason. It's to win. And with winning, Takes comes the accolades, it comes money, it comes everything you could possibly want, right? Recognition. Yeah. Financial gain. Like, yeah. All this stuff. But and then I look at this team, the Clippers, and I go, you, uh, James Harden can pass. And he's a, and he can play make yeah. at a very high level. Paul George can pass. Like, yes. why all these guys have the, the ability to do these things. And if they just bought into that concept, mm-hmm. it maybe could be special, but it doesn't Agreed. seem like it. It's like, Hey, we're just going to take turns. I'm going ISO here. Hey, next time down you go ISO. And then you watch a uh, beautiful basketball, like the Kings play on offense where it's just like, Hey, who's going to get 20, four guys score 20 tonight. Oh, who, how many guys are going to get 30 points this year? Yeah. Uh, one night I may play 16 minutes cause I'm not bringing it. Yep. And it just seems, and I'm not acting like it's, a basketball utopia here because there's still going to be issues. The Kings had some issues recently where there was an immense level of frustration between the players and coaches during that tough time, but they got, they get through it. But what I'll even say too, I think like what the Warriors do such a great job of is they play that same style of basketball a little bit where it's like they understand the importance of moving around the ball. Like Draymond understands his role as a passer, as a playmaker. Chris Paul is an elite playmaker. I think the only thing that they're not doing right right now is when you're seeing Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody not get the opportunities that they deserve because Steve Kerr is like, we got to ride with our old guys. And I'm not trying to, I love the shit out of Clay as a person, as a basketball player but like you gotta adjust his role a little bit too the warriors to me are a bit of a different story too because i look at them and i go they're old and andrew wiggins oh my god if they're gonna have success this year andrew wiggins is that in-between guy right because you got steph clay paul they're the old ones draymond and Wiggins is like, what, 27, 28. He's not as young as Moody and Kaminga, but he's got the experience. He had that run in the finals against the Celtics where I thought he was, at times, at times in that series, the best player on the floor. Yeah. But if not the second best. Yeah. Which was saying a lot considering you had Steph, you had Jason Tatum, <laughs> yes. right? You had Jalen Brown. There's a lot of talented players in that series. And he did everything. He was locked in defensively. The shot making was there. And since he left last year when he had the injury and the personal matter, he has not been the same guy. 
And I don't know if there's more going on. I don't know if there's just. I heard he's in a little life. out of shape too. Right, he hasn't and been like playing you basketball. Can see it a little bit. And my whole point though is, it, their team right now is Steph Curry. That's all they have. It's Clay tough. is not consistent at all. Mm-mm. He's not hitting shots. You can't lean on. You, are you going to lean on Chris Paul for his offense? I think that's a mistake. He's 38 years old. They don't trust Moody enough. They don't trust Kaminga enough. They rely on these old guys. I'm watching them in that game against the Cavs the other night, and I'm going, they have all their old guys in, and they're throwing doubles at Donovan Mitchell to get the ball out of his hands. I'm like, but these guys can't rotate like they no. used to. They don't move like they used to. They don't have any length and, and athleticism out there. They have a whole bunch of guys that are older now. Yeah. And so they're not getting the contributions from Wiggins. Clay's been a non-factor. Chris Paul's shooting is not been there and who's supposed to come in after looney charge has been coming oh, in yeah, right yeah. and he, okay he, you yeah, know he, yeah. he i think he had let he was like the second leading scorer for yeah. them last night that's not a good thing right right so <laughs> uh, right i just yeah i i look at them and i i hesitated here for a reason because i i think i do this sometimes with the warriors where i'm like it's done for them. No, you can't. And you can never count out Steph. I know. Effing and, Curry. And I get that. I you get can't. that. And but Wiggins right now looks so disengaged. He's not finishing games. It's a problem. Yep. It's a major problem for them. Yeah. And how do they get out of it? Is my question. I expect Clay is going to start knocking down some more shots soon. But I just also don't think he's that same guy anymore because of everything he's gone through as a player. Yep. And I know it's not sexy to even say this right now because even Warriors fans would laugh at this. The Kings have to prove it. But I truly, deep down in my core, mm-hmm. 100% believe the Kings are better than the Warriors. A and better if these, basketball team. They are a better basketball team. team. They're a better basketball team. And if they play in the playoffs, the Kings are beating them this time. And That's way too uh, confident. I can't sit here with that. I can sit here because of the experience. And I respect be like, Steph, but it, you dude, have to have other help, Morgan. He you dropped, have to. He and, dropped fifty and here's the on the thing. Kings in a game seven. Sure, sure, sure. On a, a Kings team that was he's, in the playoffs for the first magical. time, I, I get that. He's a unicorn. No one's saying he's not magical, and that's fine. Steph Curry is not winning it all by himself. He doesn't have the same help he did last year. And look. I know everyone, Jordan Poole is a meme right now in Washington. Oh, my God. I mean, I... What is he doing? He's a he's a frustrating player. And you could see nice why the Warriors, are, Warriors are frustrated. Yes. He was a guy that can get you 20 off the bench sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, last year. So, they're missing a scoring punch. Their offense was non-existent yes. the other night. So... I mean, they're really struggling. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's and like it's not just missing shots because like it's oh they're missing some shots. It's just not flowing this. And then, it, but it will. There's times where it does flow. But this is my this was my whole point because there are there are times that it is flowing for them, and that style of basketball is like oh yes, like you guys get it, move the ball around. There's not a lot of egos. Like that part is there. It's just not being executed night after night. It's not being executed because they don't have what I feel like all the right pieces around Steph Curry, which is just such bullshit for Steph Curry at the end of it, you know, but at the last leg of his career. 
if Wiggins can turn it around, sure. it changes everything for them. If Wiggins steps up, Clay knocks down some shots, and Cur- you know what Curry's going to bring, then you're going, okay, I see it now. Now it's working. But when, when, when Wiggins is playing 25 minutes multiple times in games because Curry's going, I have to get something from someone. He's not doing it. And they're saying all the right things and being patient with him. But uh, I think there's probably some clear frustration. It's early. Where he's at. Yes. I, I think it's early with with them again. And I think they'll they'll figure it out just like they always do. Everyone's like, oh, the Warriors finally done. Like, I remember it was, I forget if it was last year in the beginning of the season or whatever beginning of the season it was when I finally felt it. And it's like, oh, wait, like. Steph Curry is the undertaker. Sure. Like you sure. can't put him down. I on a very petty note, let me be petty for a second. No, what? When the Warriors, you know, they beat the Kings without Fox and then they went on that road trip and played you know, or before that they were, was it before they went on the road trip? It was the the start of the road trip technically, right? It, I forget. I I'd have to look at the Warriors schedule. I think the it was no, it was the start of the road trip but the Kings came back home to practice and then went to flew out to Houston. No, I'm talking about the oh. Warriors schedule more. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yes, it was they came off a stretch where they beat Houston, New Orleans, and they beat the Kings, and then they won at OKC. During that stretch of games where they started five and one, Kerr, Draymond, they're all talking about, hey, oh, champions. Last year, last year was different. Chemistry is great this year. Like, the narrative it, around I, chemistry. I, is, I honestly felt like they were taking a victory lap at five and one. Uh, and it was surprising to me. It, and then now, now they're being humbled a bit here. You know what I felt like it really was? It was like shoving it in the face of, see, told you guys it was Jordan Poole. It was That's Jordan. what I felt like. That, no, no, no. It felt. That's what I'm it saying. It felt vicious and like there was intent to it. And I'm like, okay, even with that, I was like, well, maybe they're right. But also like, ew, let's not rub it in people's faces. And now you're seeing it. And it's like you see at these times like Draymond even the other night getting ejected. It's like there's times when it can bring energy that the team needs and a fire to light under their ass. And the other times that. It is the deflating part of everything. And Chris Paul, we we were looking at his face on the bench the other night, and we were just like, he looks disengaged. But yeah, losing's going to do that to you too. Frustrating times. It's early. Now they're going to rattle off ten in a row. I can't wait. This this is going to be fun to oh, listen yeah. back to. It's like, man, Deuce and Mo were really going in on the Clippers and the Warriors, <laughs> and they both won ten in a row when the Kings uh, have fallen apart in this road trip. Yeah. Yeah, no. it's a long year. We understand. No. It's a long, long year. Um, final thoughts on tonight? Dude. Put a ball on this for us. I, and I'll, I'll tie it the rest of the way. I This is why we celebrate wins. And you celebrate good basketball. And especially when it's a team that you root for, um, that you have a connection with, because that feeling it can bring can go in an instant and life is too short. So really soak it in and enjoy. And I'm enjoying every moment of this win. Tonight. You try to go a little deep there. Did I? Yeah, I like it. Thank soak, you. soak up every win. My message. What's your, Oh, we have a message. Not a final thought. It's a message. <laughs> when your best player is hungry, it changes things. Last year, going into the year, De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox got hungry. He ate an NBA All-Star appearance. Oh. He ate an All-NBA appearance. Yeah. He ate a 
ending a playoff drought, and then he got bumped in the first round. He said, I'm hungry this offseason. I'm starving for more. So you know what he did, Morgan? What did he do? He said, I want a buffet. Whoa. How am I going to get that? Love a buffet. That guy got in the gym, and De'Aaron Fox is playing like one of the best players in the NBA. And let people be late to it. It's fine. Wait about a month and a half. Yeah. Two months. You'll see people start talking about him even more because he has taken his game to another level this year. He is playing the best basketball he has ever played on both sides of the ball. And so when your best player is hungry and wants more, everyone's like, I want to eat. Keegan's coming in hungry. He's playing at a different level. Sabonis is playing engaged, physical, bringing it every night. And this Kings team is playing more inspired. They're playing together. Mm. They face some adversity early. I love what I'm seeing. I I, I may look like an idiot next week, mm. but that five and four right now with how Fox is rolling, I'm, I feel really good about how the season's going to go. So what you're saying is that De'Aaron Fox is the little fat kid at the Sizzler Buffet. No. Got the dino chicken nuggets. Got the jello. You no. remember that? He's eating healthy. He's hungry by eating healthy. Well, soft serve. Anybody remember? He's hungry for Does more. Anybody remember? I'm this? hungry for more. Give me some more. Was I just a little fat kid at Sizzler? No, the dinosaur, the dinosaur chicken nuggets for mm. sure at Sizzler. Mm-hmm. Now we just go back for more. Everybody, everybody in this chat's hungry. I'm are. hungry. Let's eat. But it, it, it seriously, it makes a difference when your best player is hungry. One hundred percent contagious. It flows through everybody, and that's what you felt tonight. On your way out, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. Someone in the chat said, wow, you guys are still live at almost 1230 at night. Yeah, we just realized that. Yep. We appreciate you guys so, so, so much for being with us. We drop content each and every day. We'll be back live for another night chat coming up following Kings Lakers on Wednesday nights. We love you guys, but we... Gots to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. You're badass for being here. See ya! Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo, Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.